Why, hello, Suzanne. How are you today? Good morning, Michelle. I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. How are you? Yes, I'm doing well also. I just changed up the introduction a little bit because I always say the same thing. It feels so staged, but it feels so perfect too. So I was like trying to keep you on your toes this morning. Make sure I'm paying attention, not half asleep because we're recording earlier than we normally do. Yes, 8 a.m., actually 8.30. Right. Yes, and I've been... (laughs) It makes it sound like we're a couple of real lazy loungers when it's like, oh, it's 8.30 and we're just, it's early for us. Right. Well, I've been up since five. I don't know why, but that is the time my body woke up this morning and I don't have any caffeine in me. So it'll be interesting. It'll go along with our theme today. Yes, it will. I have caffeine and I'm sipping on caffeine as we speak. Lucky you. I'm in a hotel and I didn't plan accordingly and I don't drink coffee. So even if there was coffee in the room, I think I would, which there is, I see it behind me now. Mm-hmm. I, I'll pass it up. Yeah. That's yeah. a shame. But we are coming off about two or three days in Vegas, which was interesting. It was, wasn't it? Not it- Vegas of old. Not Vegas of old at all, and not shopping of all of old either. I know the shopping is a little depressing this year. Yeah, when I first got there, because you hadn't arrived yet, I walked over to the mall, and mm-hmm. I had a great time. I was shopping for my boys. They had this little Christmas program going on with music and dancers Aww. and lights, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great experience. But after that, even though I'm shopping with one of my favorite people. And one of the best shoppers I know, I couldn't find anything. I know. I wasn't feeling it either. And yeah, it's like, I don't know. We just didn't have the the juju we needed to get it done. I don't know what was going on. Well, you probably had slot machines on your brain because the night before <laughs> you did really good on slots. So you probably just really wanted to get back to them. Yeah. You know, actually, I don't think it was the night before. I don't. Because I think that was part of my issue is the night before I didn't do well. It was after we were done shopping that afternoon, I did really well. And because, because that makes sense. Yeah, I had an event back here in Phoenix that I had to get back to. And when I started hitting on the machines, and I knew I was leaving the next morning, and I started hitting on these machines, I was like, how can I get out of this? How can I stay in Vegas for one more day? But I had to get back. So, But it was good because I came home a winner. It's always good to come home a winner. And according to my receipts, Mm -hmm. even though I felt not inspired shopping, I came home a winner too. Or the gift recipients came home a winner. Yeah, yeah, but my energy, like I do have to admit, it's feeling a little low this morning and it's not Mm -hmm. just because I got up early. It's not just because of caffeine. I think I'm starting to feel the drain of the holiday season, the frazzle of it, the razzle of it, the exhaustion of it. I hear you. I hear you. I, yesterday for me, (laughs) you introduced the idea of the topic to me yesterday And after a very long day, and I was feeling about as frazzled as I could possibly feel. 
be just because of the holiday season. Uh, right. And were you feeling the frazzle on a professional businesswoman level or a personal family level or just kind of everything all together? Well, you know, I was actually thinking about this because I was thinking I can handle one frazzle a day, like like if it's at my store and I'm frazzled at my store. It's like, okay, this too will pass. We do what we have to do. Um, but then when I add another frazzle, it kind of compounds itself. Like it's not just two frazzled day or situations. It's like, it feels like 10 frazzled situations. And then if you add that third <laughs> situation, which is how my day went yesterday, then I felt like I was overwhelmed. And I was like, okay, I just need to stop. And so, but today's going to be a better day. It definitely is. And I think what you were describing was more like a Richter scale, oh, like how they measure go. earthquakes. Yes, there you go. Good, good analogy. Right. Well, anything you're wanting to work through that happened yesterday? Anything I can help you with right now? No, you know, it's not really, it, it's, it's part of, you know, it's all good things, I, I think. Some personal things that we won't go into today because we're talking about Christmas. But at my store, it's this weird phenomenon <laughs> that I'm on the other side of Christmas shopping. I'm like the shoppee, not the shopper. <laughs> and so it, and it's, it's kind of getting used to it. And as I say in almost every episode, thank God I have the people I do working at the store because they are so good at what they do. And most times my customers leave very happy and content. But I was in the store for a good portion of the day yesterday realizing, you know, when you have 15 or 20 people shopping in your store, it's there's a big difference between that and having like two or three shoppers in your store. You can't, no matter how many people you have working, you can't give every customer the attention I like to give them. You know, I like to greet every customer. I like to have a short conversation with every customer. And then if they have any questions, I want to kind of be their, their personal shopper and help them if they want it. But when you have 20 customers in the store, you can't do that. And then you just feel busy. You feel like, oh, this is busy. And then someone wants something. And like, for example, we had a, a customer come in that was looking for the frog that we had on our store before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it's like she was very insistent that she had seen this frog in our store and she wanted to know if we were going to get more of them. And it was everything I could do not to say, I have never had a frog in my store. <laughs> and I actually at one point said to her, I have never had a frog in my store. And she said, yes, you did. It was sitting right here. I saw it. I should have bought it. And now it's gone. And it's like, mm, I don't remember having a frog in my store. And she's like, well, you had it here. And she got worked up. And I said, well, I will research it. I'll see if we can find it. And have you found it? I've never had a frog in my store. <laughs> you were just appeasing her. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. Well, you know, kudos to you and everybody that works with you because you do really make going into your store an experience. And I'm just wondering from your perspective and the inspect and the perspectives of the people who work for you, mm-hmm. the energy that's coming into your store right now, has it hit everyone still excited and searching for the perfect gift or has it shifted more into that frantic mode of, I just have to find something? I think we're right on the cusp of going into that frantic mode. And here's how I think we gauge it. It's the percentage of happy, relaxed customers. And my goal has always been, you know, I want this to be your happy place. So if you're having a bad day, you just need a break. I want you to be able to come in. And, you know, if you want to spend an hour in the store, spend an hour in the store. If you don't want to buy anything, don't buy anything. I just want you to come in and enjoy the music. We usually have a lovely candle burning, so it smells good, it feels good. And I just want your experience to be, ah, this is great, you know, and now I can go back to my day. And that is the experience that I'm looking for in about an hour and a half from now. (laughs) Because I am currently in Phoenix with my mom and I can share the surprise here because it's going to air after my dad's birthday. Oh, good. But my sister has flown in to surprise him. And my son Cameron is flying in this afternoon to surprise him for his 75th birthday, which is on Sunday. So very excited about all that. My mom did kind of accidentally slip in her words yesterday. So my dad might know my sister's going to be here, but he doesn't oh. know about Cameron yet. Oh, but anyhow, very we came exciting. Over. Yeah, it's really exciting. We came over last night because... My, my sister came in, but my mom really wanted to go to your shop. So we're coming to your shop to go shopping. Oh, I'm just so excited. I know that your mom has mentioned a couple times that she wants to come in, and I don't think she's had a chance to come in yet. So um, it's always exciting when a first-time customer comes in. She hasn't been there yet, and she is a super fan. <laughs> <laughs> I love I it. I think you're her favorite. Yeah. She, I she hope. loves you. <laughs> I hope, 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 though, that she can find something to buy. <laughs> it's like, I know. I I'm kind be, of. I don't want to be a disappointment to her. I'm kind of throwing that pressure out there on you right now to make sure you've got some inventory when I come in. <laughs> I know. What is she looking for? Uh, who knows? Oh. The one thing she's looking for, you already said you're sold out of, which are the angel tree toppers. Right. But I'm sure she'll find something else. She doesn't have a problem shopping or spending money. <laughs> Sorry, Dad, but it's the truth. Like, I know he uh, listens to this. Yeah. Oh, well, it's exciting. I'm glad you guys are coming in. I am too. And I just want to throw this out here into the universe also, because while in Vegas, you brought to my attention that at that time, your store was only 22 Instagram followers away from 1,000 followers, Yes, it was. And, and because of your hard work, and I know it was your hard work because so many of my new followers are from Alaska. So I know you put the the word out, hey, follow Suzanne, you know, if you want to. And so now I'm only four away. This morning, I checked and I'm four away of a th- from a thousand followers. So that means you <laughs> found me if I can do the math. Like, but is that like 18 followers you you found for me in less than 24 hours? I have really fun friends and friends who like to support small businesses, and they were all eager to do that. And many of those Alaskans also spend time in 
uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale area. So they said next time they're in town, they will stop by also. So that's really exciting. It is exciting. It's really exciting. So I'm throwing the challenge out there to our listeners to be those last four followers. I mean, you can go above a thousand, but let's right. get her to a thousand, her goal by, by the December end of, 31st. Yep, yeah, by December 31st. And this is a goal I actually set um, probably in September when I was at about seven, I was at like 720 followers. And it's like, okay, I really want to get to a thousand by the end of the year. And I'm so close to a thousand followers. And I don't know why my threshold right now is a thousand because I guess it's attainable, you know, because I, <laughs> I want to be at a hundred thousand at some point, but a thousand is much more attainable. Keep doing what you're doing and building that dream and next year make it 2,200 and then the following year make it 5,000 and yeah, it just will keep growing. Yeah, let's hope so. But it's very fun and I appreciate your support. Oh, it wouldn't be any other way. Yay, Suzanne. Yay. Why, hello, modern home. furnishings or home. Yeah. <laughs> modern furnishings. Where did you pull that from? And I, I don't know. I don't know. I know it's home. It I guess is. I was just, again, seeing if your coffee had kicked in and that you were paying attention. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And you haven't had your caffeine yet this morning. No, but I am showered and dressed and packed and ready to go. Yay. Yay. So if you all haven't guessed, today we are going to be talking about the frazzle of the holiday season, the exhaustion that comes with the holiday season and what you can do for yourself to help get yourself through the holiday season. Yeah. And as I see it, that if sounds you, right. Yeah. And if I see if you come to Why Hello, you're killing two birds with one stone because you're checking off some shopping and you're finding a breather in your day to relax and enjoy yourself. So true. Yeah. So true. So why do you think, or from your experience, so why don't we start first at those things? Like when you think about the upcoming holiday season, what inspires you about it? What do you get excited about when you're thinking of the holiday season? Well, what I get excited about is getting together with my entire family because it really doesn't happen very often anymore. And for Christmas this year, we will be with Jeff's entire family, which is great because of COVID last year, we were not all together for the first time in like 30 years. So this year we will all be together again, hopefully. And it's exciting to think about. And my sister-in-law, who's in town just on a little trip, stopped into my store yesterday. And I told her after she's left, I said, I forget how much I miss my family until I see someone in my family. And it's like, oh, you know, it's just, it's so fun to be with them. So what about you? Well, I kind of have put it into the category of going into the holiday season. I have a vision of what it's going to be like. It's a mm -hmm. time to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I think of that and I feel like going into it, I'm going to have so much time, so much time to do all those things I want to do. Mm -hmm. I can celebrate, I can bake and listen to music. I can reconnect with my loved ones, watch movies, do my Christmas cards, <laughs> and even wrapping gifts. I 
am like, okay, well, you know, it's time consuming and not always fun, but it's part of the tradition. So yeah, that's, that's my vision. I'm looking forward to that. I always look at Christmas as having a softness to it, mm-hmm. a beauty to it that can't be found any time, other time of the year, like a magical feeling and, you know, just really appreciating the meaning. <laughs> so that's my vision going into it. I feel all those things in my heart and they expand out around me, <laughs> but then reality sets in and things kind of go sideways or awry. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. why do you think that happens? What do you think the contributing or top factors are to causing stress? Okay, well, <laughs> let me just put this out here. As you were describing that very lovely, idealistic vision of what Christmas should be. I had um, notes. I wrote them down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, that's a lovely vision of what it should be and what it could be. But I also think, man, your expectations are high. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a gift wrapped up in a bow and handed to everyone. But no, it's not like that at all. Well, I believe it every year going into it. I want to believe it. Which is great. But in my opinion, there are two factors that make it go awry. The first factor is we set our expectations too high. Well, no, okay, so I have three (laughs) things. First, we set our expectations too high. And instead of creating that idealistic vision of what it should be and then counting on it being like that, I think we have to take a step back and look for that idealistic vision amongst the chaos that ensues (laughs) at the holiday. Okay, so you just gave me full body chills as I think I like what you just said. It's finding magic in the small moments. Just instead of having a preconceived notion of what all that means, right? just when you see those moments unexpectedly, that's the Christmas season. Right. And I think you saw something in Vegas that really inspired you. I did. You know, you see those things in the weirdest. And, and what about that moment impacted me? And I th- I've thought about that a lot, but I'll tell you what happened. You already know, but I'll tell our listeners what happened. So you and I were coming back from the Palazzo Hotel. We were walking across the bridge. Oh, no, I was by myself. You weren't with me because I told you about it later. So I was by myself. I was walking across the bridge. And this girl was coming off the escalator crying. And she was, I would have guessed she was maybe you know, 18 or 20 years old, and she was crying, and she was with two older women, and she was just saying, you know, and you never know in Vegas, is she on drugs? You know, did she have a long night last night? She was wearing a little tube top that wasn't cooperating with her, and she kept tugging on it, and, and she was saying to these two ladies, it's just such a sad time of year for me. I'm all alone, and she, and it was serious crying. But at the same time, I don't know if you've ever noticed, and I I think panhandler is the wrong word, but you see these people, especially in the hotter months, sitting on bridges with their cooler, and they go to like Costco and they'll buy like, you know, 10 cases of water, and then they'll sell you a bottle of water for a buck, because usually when it's so hot in Vegas... All you want is a bottle of water if you're out walking. So I always say, God, they're so 
entrepreneurial to be sitting there making money that way. You know, they sit there and they basically are begging, but they're giving you're they're offering you a really needed service. And I always love them. And I usually stop and buy water because I always think, first of all, it's better than spending the 10 bucks in the gift shop in the hotel for a bottle of water. And I feel like I'm supporting this person who's trying to make a living selling water. And I bet they do a really good. Anyway, so these are the two things that are happening on this bridge. I'm I'm stopping to get my bottle of water. And then I see these three people, one girl crying. It's such a sad time of year. And all of a sudden, the water man <laughs> says, honey, what's wrong? Why are you crying? There's no need to cry. And I thought that was so sweet. So I went on my way, went down the escalator. And I'm about halfway down the escalator. And I turn around and the water guy has his arm around the crying girl and the two women are standing there and they're all talking. And I see the young crying girl laughing. And I thought, oh my gosh, that is such a moment. And it just moved me because <laughs> I thought he didn't have to stop what he was doing and put his arms around this girl and have a conversation with them. And then all of a sudden get her to start laughing. He didn't have to do that. He could have let them just keep on going, minding their own business and kept selling his water. But he took the time to stop and take care of her. And Right. And that uh, is such a brave and kind act to do because it takes courage to put yourself out there to a stranger because you could be completely rejected and dismissed. But yet she was in that place to receive that. And so what a gift to both of them to be able to step into that space of being there and being supportive, offering that unexpected humor, but then also being able to receive that. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I can see why that moved you. And okay, but those are the magic moments. Okay, but here is the other part of that that I don't know if you and I discussed. But okay, so he impacted her, she impacted him. But what those two people don't know is their interaction impacted me. And any other person bystander just going by also was impacted by what they did. And I think that's one of those things that we have to remember is that our actions aren't just impacting ourselves, aren't just it's not an act of kindness just for that person who was crying. It was an act of kindness for me as a bystander because it moved me. And I think that's something that we don't always remember is that when we're when we're doing a random act of kindness, anyone who's witnessing it is also getting that experience, not just the random act you're you know, the recipient, but you're, you're giving that at random act of kindness to everyone around you. Right. And I really look at kindness as being something that is contagious, because it filled you up. So then what did you do? If you were to see somebody in need, you would step forward, or you would hold a door open, or you would have a more natural, genuine smile in that moment to pass on to someone who maybe hadn't received a smile all day. Exactly. So kindness 
I 100% believe in it. I 100% believe in spreading it, especially, and I was going to get to this later, but we'll just bring it in right now Mm -hmm. during this time of year, because there are so many people who have struggles of their own, who are just coping to get through the day to day. Mm -hmm. And then you throw in the holidays and everyone around you is happy and everyone around you feels excited and looking forward to where all you want to do is put your head in the sand and let it all pass by. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to remember that not everybody is approaching the holidays in the same way. Right. Well, and I have a really good example of that because that's the other thing that we we so often assume that because we're having a great holiday that it's always like it that for us and we're so lucky. And then the people that aren't having good holidays, okay, and I shouldn't speak for you. I'm speaking for myself. It's easy to slip into that assumption like the girl who was crying and she when I heard her say it's always a sad time of year for me. You know, and then I think, okay, so this is her, you know, this is her existence. Well, it could be that it's just one year. And I'll give you my example. It's and the reason I give this example is because yesterday happened to be the 24th anniversary of the day my dad died. So it was, what, two and a half weeks before Christmas when my dad died. And he died unexpectedly. And I was talking to my mom last night, and we chuckled because my mom said to me, now, do you remember what day exactly your dad died? (laughs) I said, gosh, mom, I don't. I think it was today or it was, you know, two days from now. I can't really remember. And we laughed because at the time, I felt like I would never, ever forget that day. And going into Christmas, there was so much sadness and grief in my heart that I remember going through it in a blur and just kind of doing the motions because I had little kids. And and I felt true sadness that Christmas. But are my Christmases always like that? No. Normally, my Christmases are happy. and But I understand and I can empathize with people who have sad Christmases. If they lost someone, if they're, they lost their job, if they have, if they're sick, you know, with COVID. Yeah, I get it. And I also have had a Christmas or two two (laughs) that I can think of that really did, as you said, cause me just to go through the motions for those people around me. Many years ago, my first marriage broke up over the holiday season. It had been coming, but that was really big right there over the holiday season. And then a couple of years ago, Rob had a diagnosis come in. And even last year, he had a diagnosis come in on Christmas Eve. So Um, Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. He had COVID last year. And then uh, five years prior to that, it was another health diagnosis. And yeah, it leaves you scrambling and it leaves you not wanting to celebrate. And I know for many years after my divorce, finding that new normal at Christmas, Mm -hmm. finding what brought in an inspiration and how to get through it, it took a while. It took a while to balance back out and find a new normal. 
but it can be triggering. It, the it holidays can, really can be. It can. And, but I also think that if we're having a good year, <laughs> we spread our joy any way, way we can to someone who may not be having a good year. And think of all the people that are just like you said, going through the motions. And so we may never know that it's a bad year for them because we see them and they look like the rest of us having, you know, enjoying the holiday season, but really they may be just be going through the motions. So we have to up our game. We have to be kinder to everyone. We have to assume that every person we're dealing with has something going on. And we just need to be those people that <laughs> that give them a little sunshine. Right, because kindness costs absolutely nothing. And I know I've said that before on this podcast, to open a door for someone to say, your dress is really pretty, or to just give a smile. Yeah. It could change the whole tra trajectory of someone's day, their week, their month, and it spreads. Right. Well, and there was another moment in Vegas, because it, in Vegas, you still wear masks indoors. And so I was walking into the win, and they have security guards at every door just sitting there, just making sure people have masks on. I think that's why they're there. They're just checking the mask situation. And I walked into the win, and there was a security guard woman. She had her mask on. She was sitting in the chair, and she looked about as pissed off as a security guy person could look because she was just like, I hate my job. <laughs> I, I'm sitting here for 12 hours <laughs> telling people to put their masks on. I hate my job. And I shot her a smile. And you know how your eyes smiled because she couldn't see my face smile. So my eyes smiled and she shot me a smile back and just kind of nodded at me. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> She probably didn't even know that she was frowning. She probably didn't even know how unhappy she looked. And um, and it was just so nice to see her face light up and make eye contact with me and smile. And it's like, ah, it's that simple. Absolutely. And I love that story. I did see a man, he got off the elevator in Vegas and he was dressed very nicely in a tux. And I'm like, you're going to make someone really happy tonight. You took the time, you made the effort, and I tried to smile. And I did, and hopefully my eyes conveyed that because he didn't really smile back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. I was <laughs> he was trying. He, yeah, <laughs> I was he trying. He was maybe a groom and he was nervous and he was caught up in his own head. <laughs> no, I don't think he was a groom. He oh. probably was just frustrated he had to put on a suit like that yeah. and go to the event. But yeah. So. Yeah. So that's just a little bit about that. Just remember to spread kindness at all times, especially during this time of year. So I'm happy you shared that story with everyone. Well, yeah, and I guess it was more than a couple, one story, it was a couple stories. Yeah, so other things that might cause stress or anxiety during the holiday season, it's a financial burden for mm -hmm. many. Yep. And a lot of people do overspend just trying to make it nice for those around them. As we talked about, issues are highlighted. If there are problems, they seem to be Richter scaled again. I'll just use that word because yeah. it's compounding. And 
if there's strife in your life, those tensions are heightened. And then there's the physical exhaustion, just your body being so tired, trying to keep up with all the demands. Mm -hmm. And then some people, a lot of people, unfortunately, can't be with their loved ones over the holidays. And so that Mm -hmm. can bring stress and anxiety also. I agree. So I want to touch on the demands of Christmas. So there are a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because I find myself, I beat myself up over this every year because there are a lot of demands. But so isn't, don't you consider this the, a self-induced stress of Christmas because there's so many demands and it's much harder to say no to those demands this time of year? No is my favorite word (laughs) this time of year, (laughs) but I don't use it as often as I should. I mean, when I'm looking at my schedule and trying to schedule a moment to grab a bite to eat or to run to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. I know I've overextended myself. And some days get like that. And I am like, what are you doing? And so I really, in the past couple of years, have tried to be mindful of the calendar. I've Mm -hmm. um, tried to really implement a calendar and scheduling when I can do different things so it doesn't all fall on one day. Right. But yeah, I'm learning to say no. Well, that's good. I, on the other hand, have struggled with saying no. And I beat myself up over it a lot because I guess I'm a Okay, I don't want to, I'm a pleaser. It's like, I don't want to let people down. And I know you're a pleaser too. And you do everything you can to make things work. But it's like, I have a really hard time saying no to things and no to people. When someone needs something from me or wants something from me, I always say, sure, I can do that. I'd love to do that. And then you come back and you think, what was I thinking? Why am I doing that? So I sometimes feel like stress is self-induced for myself. I And I completely agree. I am a pleaser also, and I don't want to let anybody down. And if I can help in any way, I will. But I am also a huge wall hitter. And when I hit my wall, it all goes down. And I do no good to anybody. And I'm not pleasant to be around. I am crabby. And yeah, it's not a pretty version of myself. So I try to be mindful of that too and not put anybody in her crosshairs. Yeah, well, that's a really healthy approach. (laughs) I try, but I'm human, so. Yep. Yeah, so I was trying to think while you talked about the self-induced stress and everything, what are some things that you can do for yourself to combat the anxiety or the stress that you're feeling going into the holiday season? Well, are you saying in general, or like, let me take, for example, my day yesterday, where I was probably at the peak of frazzle. I'm I'm not going to say stress, although it felt stressful. I like the word frazzled. And where I knew I just had to take pause. And a really good friend of mine used that term with me when we were raising our children and I'd get really stressed and she'd said, say, Suzanne, just take pause. You know, just take pause, which is basically stop, breathe, regroup. 
And so I usually, like I did yesterday, in that moment, I need to remove myself from the situation. And I think I did. My phone was ringing, but I literally walked out of my store yesterday. Just, I was on my phone and it was like, I couldn't take one more second. And so I was just like, "Mm, I'm out. And so I remove myself and so I can take pause. What about you? Well, I wrote down a list of different things so I can just run through those. And if you agree with them or want to add more, we'll just go with it that way. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so the first thing I have on my list as you approach the holiday season to help you manage better, try to plan ahead. Be honest with yourself about what you can truly accomplish. Make it doable rather than over the top. Mm -hmm. Does that mean bringing in a calendar? I don't know. Does that mean, you know, setting up events on certain days? I guess that's Mm -hmm. a calendar. But yeah, just really trying to plan ahead. Time management also kind of ties into that. Mm -hmm. I know this is a word you do not like and one that you do not implement in your life. (laughs) But if you're worried about the finances of it, try and set a budget and stick by a budget. That's so funny that that's the one word that you know I don't use. (laughs) (laughs) That's a naughty word. Yeah. (laughs) But for years, Rob and I, every year he would ask me for a Christmas budget and I would sit there and do my sheet and I would enter what I got everybody and how it compared to the budget. And I really tried to stick with a budget. Not so much this year. Yeah. Yeah. Exercise. If you can get outside, Go for a walk around the block. Do those things that help you keep in your routine. That's Mm -hmm. not the holiday um, time of year. Like if you get up every morning and do Peloton for an hour, keep doing that. If you go swimming for an hour, keep doing that. Keep doing those things in your routine. Mm -hmm. Get a good night's sleep. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the racing mind um, at night really prevents me from sleeping well. Although last night I slept great, but the night before, not so much. Well, we try. We do. Yes. Spend time with people who truly fill you up. Spend time with those people that make your heart happy and not the obligated people. There's some of that that goes on, but Mm -hmm. when you can, spend it with those people who fill you up. And remember, it's okay to say N-O. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I would bring in meditation, continue with that. I would bring in mindfulness, really stepping into those moments Mm -hmm. that you want to remember and helping people in need. Those are all ways that I thought that I could combat my stress. Do you have anything to add or any additional thoughts and ways that you can do that? Well, I have one thing to add, and it came up when because I just had this conversation with my daughter yesterday, as a matter of fact, because she was feeling the stress of, she's been with a nutritionist, she's been on this healthy diet plan, you know, just to, just to stay healthy and, you know, be mindful of what she eats, be mindful of her, what she does, and she was stressed because she's coming to Anchorage for Christmas and she was talking about um, how when she's 
what she still calls home for Christmas because it's like going home for Christmas. She said, I fall back into my bad habits and I'm really worried about it. I'm going to lose my mindfulness. You know, it's going to be cold in Anchorage where she lives in Atlanta now. So she exercises every single day in Atlanta. And she said, when it's five below zero, you know, it's going to be hard for me to exercise. It's going to be hard for me not to fall into my old bad, you know, high school eating habits. And, and I said to her, I said, yeah, but you're only home for a week. It's like, allow yourself to fail. (laughs) If you fail, because it's only a short amount of time. And so if you fail at something, don't beat yourself up over it. Just move on because this is a short window of time and allow yourself to, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, the word I would put there is the word grace. Give yourself grace. And right, you give it to other people, you extend it to other people. So extend it to yourself. And absolutely, it's a short time. And I do say that even to myself every day, like when I have a bad day, and I blew it, let's say eating, I ate everything wrong that day. I didn't have a salad. I drank too much wine, whatever it might be. There's always tomorrow to do better. And I really try to live by that. Well, exactly. And you have to allow yourself to, um, yeah, to slip up every now and then and, and not make it the end all that, well, dang it, now I messed it up. And it's, and she knew that she, you know, I think she just, it was, I, hopefully it was nice for her to hear someone say that to her. It's like, just remember it's a short amount of time, enjoy yourself and then get back right back on your plan, you know, when it's all said and done. Right. Life is just too short to deprive all those little things that make the moments. And if you have all your cousins there and they're all doing this and you don't allow yourself, you will have regret. And regret's no fun to walk forward with either. Exactly. So, well, I hope this episode has not been depressing. It really was meant (laughs) to be an uplifting one saying that, yeah, we're all going through this. We all have holiday stresses. We all are feeling the exhaustion and the frazzle, especially now that we're halfway to Christmas almost. Mm -hmm. And time is ticking to get everything done. Yeah. And then before you know it, it'll be behind us (laughs) and and we'll be in a new year. Yeah. And I'll plan so much better for the holidays next year. No, we say that every year. I always say that, but (laughs) I know I never do. So, but yeah, no, I really wanted this to be one where we talked about just managing stress and doing things to make you happy. And yeah, it's just a lot. (laughs) It is, but it's okay. It is okay. And it's okay to just indulge in it because as you said, it's just a short amount of time. Exactly. And to pull your happiness where you can pull it from and to say no. I'm just going to keep throwing that in there because you have a hard time with it. And I, as much as I like to think I don't, I do too. Okay. Well, I think that's a good place for us to just wrap this up. And I think so, but I want to like end it on happy notes. So do you have a Logan story to share or 
something that makes your heart smile? Well, I laughed yesterday because so we have gotten in the habit of doing FaceTime, like whenever Logan is upset or they're trying to calm him down. (laughs) And apparently he's approaching the age of two and temper tantrums seem to be, you know, the way of (laughs) his, his way of choice of telling people how angry he is. So more and more we're getting FaceTime calls because I think it does calm him down. I hope it does. Sometimes he won't have, um, he won't have anything to do with us, but it distracts him enough to calm him down. But every time they call now, I'll hear my son say, well, this one escalated higher than any he's ever had before. I mean, it was out of control. <laughs> it's just, the worst one ever. The <laughs> worst one ever, exactly. And I just thought, yeah, that's because he's almost two now. And yeah, I think they, he's right on track. <laughs> Yep, age appropriate. Yep, he's being a normal two-year-old as I see it. And but yep, love my love my little two-year-old. Let me just throw out this question because last year his first Christmas, Mm -hmm. year COVID, he missed out on that first picture with Santa Claus. Those things. So will he go get his picture taken with Santa Claus this year? Will he do those things? Um, that he wasn't able to last year. They did take him to the Festival of Lights, which I think was nice. at the zoo in Seattle. I'm not sure if that's where it was, but I got a little video of him seeing the lit up owl and a lit up elephant. And so they did do that. I don't know about Santa, but I don't think that is COVID related. I think at two, you know, you just, two-year-olds are a little unpredictable when they go sit on the lap of a stranger. So they may just pass on Santa, but I don't and know. I, I actually don't I, know the answer to that. I get that. I think my parents have a picture of me. Well, I know they have a picture of me sitting on Santa's lap and just horrified, terrified look on my face. So yeah, I guess that was my rite of passage. <laughs> yeah, but we are looking forward to this concept of opening presents and because he's he definitely... <laughs> He was, they sent me a video, or no, it was a live FaceTime. They were decorating the tree, and he's a little obsessed with cars and car keys, so he kept running to get keys to put on the tree. And he'd put the key on the tree, and then it'd fall off the tree, and then he'd pick it back up, and he'd put the key on the tree, and then he'd run and get another set of keys and put the keys on the tree. So he was decorating his Christmas tree with car keys. (laughs) A true fan. A I true know, fan right? of trucks. Yeah, uh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So there we have it. There we have it. Well, I guess I need to go do some retail therapy to help brighten my mood. And I'm going to Why Hello Modern Home to do that. Woohoo! I will so see you there. You sure will. And to everybody else, with all that shared, I guess I'll just say cheers. And until next week, cheers. Cheers.